Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo. <laughs> Want to clap just for fun? One, two, three. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We really will, won't we? <laughs> I have to move you because my mic is blocking your head. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I there have. Um, I do have you in the lower right-hand corner, like the last time you had COVID, but you look notably much happier. <laughs> I was gonna ask you. I was like, do I look better? Do I look yes. good? I'm glowing. You don't look miserable. <laughs> You're glowing. <laughs> What's the saddest photo? And I was honestly, here's the sad part about it too. It's like I was less sick that time I had COVID than now. Yeah. And I'm, that's uh, because I'm not alone um, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It was the I'm loneliness gonna... that got me. <laughs> the loneliness is it's killing, killing me. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. Okay. I got a picture so that we can compare it. And this one, you're smiling and laughing. So. <laughs> Thank God. Whew, that was oh, so man. sad. Oh my god, that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking oh. of, I say speaking of so sad, but it's not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> speaking of being exhausted, oh, here's a movie yeah. all about sleeping, sort of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. I mean, I don't know. They're asleep for a yeah. lot of this. Yeah. Are we talking about Insidious? Yeah. Chapter two. <laughs> Chapter two. Um. Yeah. Oh, cannot believe this got picked by the patrons. No offense to yeah. this movie, but I really was like, as soon as we gave them all of the options, I went, oh, they're going to pick aliens. Yeah. So I was like, no worries, Kate. I know what we're covering. It's aliens. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, Insidious is uh, creeping up there, huh? And then, and then, then just what? The people wanted it. <laughs> hey, man, they want what they want. What can I we say? Hey. Nothing. <laughs> they knew I was going to have COVID, so they said, give her an easier one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I would have talked way longer about aliens. So thank you, patrons. Wish yeah. you would have given me a heads up, but it's fine. <laughs> Man, if we did aliens, I would have had to like go hard into your yeah. corner and because I, would... I have like really strong opinions about aliens. I haven't seen it, so like this would have been. Yeah. And I love the alien franchise, so it would have been a lot. Whereas this yeah. one, I was like, yeah, all right, <laughs> yeah, it's Insidious Two, woo, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Insidious Two, Electric Boogaloo, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> which honestly, no sequel fits that funny title more than this. This movie was oh, truly weird, yeah. <laughs> and I already told Kate this, but like, I had the unique experience of watching this with not only my girlfriend but her sister, and so I got oh to watch gosh. two people who don't like horror films watch it. <laughs> I was like, what are you guys thinking? <laughs> What's your vibe on this? <laughs> Oh, man, I can't wait till you share their thoughts. I have many. I have little annotated notes of what they said uh-huh. during certain moments and then what I said. I'm uh-huh. excited to dive into it. But first, oh, I'd give my notes that I did, I did, I did uh-huh. a while ago, like so yeah. long ago. Yeah, originally, like you came in, you were like, I'm totally ready. Everything's done. Like I've been sick, but the problem is that I was so ready that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie, <laughs> Insidious Chapter 2. It was made in 2013. Uh-huh. It was directed by James Wan, who we know well. Mm. We know Wan. Mm-hmm. No, mm. Nikki, no. <laughs> directed by James Wan. Uh, also did The Conjuring Universe. He also did Fast and the Furious 7 and oh Aquaman. <laughs> Plenty more. But like, 
We've talked about James Wan a lot. Uh, we've talked about all these people a lot is the thing. So yeah. the screenplay was by Lee Whannell. Uh, also mm-hmm. did Saw, Dead Silence, Insidious 1, 2, and 3. And then The Invisible mm-hmm. Man. I believe the new one. Oh, um, okay. Which is pretty good. I saw it a, a while ago. It was interesting movie. I liked it. Yeah. Um, And then the cinematography, we've talked about this person, was John Robert Leonetti. Mm-hmm. That name should sound familiar. Um, oh, Shoa. <laughs> also did Child's Play 3, The Mask, Mortal Kombat, The Butterfly Effect 2, oh. <laughs> uh, and Annabelle. Uh, it just yep, says yep, Annabelle, yep. so it must have been the very first one. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. And then you know what I did again for the music? You, oh, my God. No, I wrote down his you name, cannot. but I only put his first name. There's something wrong with this man and me, and we're, we're beefing, apparently. Because Yeah. Guys, okay, so this is Joseph Bishara. The first time we talked about this guy, I didn't put his name at all. And this time I only put his first name. <laughs> Something in me is like, don't talk about him. <laughs> we have a dark past. All right, so the music was Joseph Bishara. Luckily, I remember his last name. Has also done Insidious, 11-11-11, Dark Skies, which is also where we talked about him. Uh, oh, yeah. And then the Conjuring universe. I don't know if he's done yeah. all of the Conjuring, but I believe he did multiple of them. Yeah. Um, and that was about it. And then I have the budget. Ooh, okay. Okay. So the budget was $5 million. It's a Bloomhouse, so that makes sense. Right. I was like, because that doesn't sound like a ton, but it's also not yeah. like tiny. So it's that good middle ground. Yeah. Um, and then do you know how much it made? Um, okay, so Insidious 1 was, like, popular enough yeah. that I think that that would bring people, it would bring all the boys to the yard. And also Conjuring's um, been out by now, I think. Oh. Uh, I think. So people um, might know James Wan. 45 million. Be mean again. <laughs> <laughs> 60 million. You're still being mean. Oh, <laughs> giving you one my more. God. I know. 80 million. That was closer. It was 161.9 okay. million. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> See, me... I was going to start with 50 and I was like, no, don't be a fool. I'm going to so double went check. down to 45. Nope. It's 161.9 million. <laughs> oh my God. They're not fucking around. Okay. Um, I have no concept of money. <laughs> well, the problem is, is that this is a funky one because the first yeah. one was so interesting and new mm-hmm. and funky. And then I pe- think people saw this one. And then I think that's when, at least for me, that's when Insidious started to be like uh, a little less yeah. interesting yeah because it, it had that same thing that we talked about last week where it's like once you show the monster you're kind of like eh, you know yeah so that was kind of the issue with the first movie too yeah. um so yeah that that's my that's my thing uh if i had to recap this movie <laughs> um ma- man is possessed by a traumatized old man and it yeah goes badly for his whole family yeah 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 i mean if we're getting down to the nitty-gritty <laughs> yeah I, had, I mean that's what it that's what it boils down to. <laughs> i couldn't think of like how to describe what he was possessed by i was like i mm, well hmm <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> well <Got opinions. laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll get to go. that <laughs> there's a lot going on there <laughs> And yeah. I didn't and I didn't have any fun facts about it either, unfortunately, mostly because I was mm. super prepared and I wrote this a long time ago. Yeah. And yeah. I am not sick and I'm fine. So Yeah. You're thriving. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Best you've ever been. <laughs> Kate dropped my mic off on my porch this morning. So sad. <laughs> while I tripped and knocked over my slippers. 
I didn't see that. Good. I waved at you and then I tripped and my slipper fell off and I went, my slipper. And then, and then Elle Marie came up to wave at you and then knocked me over. It was like the three stooges, but there were two of us. I only saw you wave. I waved back. And then I saw Elle Marie wave and I waved back. And I was like, everything's totally normal. They're smiling a lot. He literally just missed me tripping her, knocking me over. My slipper was off and I was trying to put it on. And then you looked up and we were like, hi. I was like, why are they smiling so big? Because I fucking fell. <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh my god so that's what i got going on how did how did they okay. sum up this film <laughs> okay so i have one from rotten tomatoes mm-hmm. and i have one from imdb which one do you think i like better i was just about to be like let me guess which one's better uh-huh um i'm gonna go rotten tomatoes on this one not this really because usually yeah. imdb is the one that gives us the two too long of one, I feel like. Yeah. Rotten okay. Tomatoes, uh, they, they did go big. Okay. But I think, yeah. Okay. So Rotten Tomatoes first. Yeah. Soon after their showdown with evil spirits that possess their son, the Lamberts, Renee and Josh, are ready for their lives to return to normal. However, something still is seriously off, especially with Josh, who, unbeknown to Ren- unbeknown. Unbeknown. It's unknown or unbeknownst, right? Yeah, it's unbeknownst. <laughs> Thank you. Unbeknownsteth to Renee uh, is possessed too. <laughs> In order to free Josh's soul and finally defeat the malevolent forces around them, Lorraine Lambert and her ghost-hunting friends investigate the past to save her family's future. I don't know why I struggled on friends there. It was and hard. Friends. friends. <laughs> Lovers. Lovers. <laughs> Acquaintances, actually. I would prefer you call them acquaintances. I prefer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So IMDb. Yeah. Guess what they did. Is it pithy? It's pithy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. The Lamberts believe that they have defeated the spirits that have haunted their family, but they soon discover that evil is not beaten so easily. That C. Yeah. There we go. They got yep. my letters. <laughs> I was like, keep it pithy. And they were like, all right. Yeah. All right. Oh. She dropped a magic word. We she have got, to. Like, <laughs> to do it now. When they bring out pithy, you can't fight that. You can't fight pithy. <laughs> You can't. Oh, my God. That is way better. I do like it, the short ones. We've had a few yeah. where the short ones are, like, not quite enough, and we're like, yeah. what? <laughs> so, like, yeah. there's a balance. There's a balance there. There is, yeah. Um, and I certainly can't strike it on my own. That's why I always choose someone else's You else know I reviews. can't. <laughs> I'm either giving everything away, or it's just, like, nothing. There's no information. <laughs> I'm like, uh, that's it. Oh, man. I'm trying to guess what you're going to talk about. Yeah. My guess was like dreams in movies or like mm. sleeping or um like bringing back like characters in new ways Ooh. because they brought back a character who was like alive and this time she's like a ghost so I was like recurring characters Ooh, but like yeah. in new roles sort of thing. Okay. Okay. What do you actually So I like about? <laughs> No, I like all of those ideas a lot. And the dream thing is also like really fascinating because oneurology is the study of dreams. Mm. And I've listened to a two-part series with a like a sleep scientist. Oh, that's so uh, cool. On ologies and it was incredible and like that's something that I think I would just get too deep into. It's true. <laughs> I think we should save that for a movie where that's the whole plot. Oh like, yeah. Dream for sure. specifically. And that would make more sense. Yeah, that's why, um, spoiler alert, I'm saving possession and, like, bodily autonomy and possession for yeah. when we have a fully possession movie. Makes sense. So, it's Halloween season, so I figured I'd dig into something appropriately strange and mysterious. 
Uh, it'd take it'll take a while to tie it to our culture more directly, but I thought a nice little jaunt through the theories and beliefs around astral projection would be Duh, interesting. Why didn't I? <laughs> Which whole movie is about astral projection? In my head, it's about sleeping. Why though? No, I get well because they astral project when they sleep. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Makes so more sense. we'll talk about yeah we'll talk about astral projection as a concept, the use of it in tropes, and then bring both together to talk about Insidious Chapter Two. I don't know why it became an old timey newscaster. And so yeah. chapter two. Chapter two. It, it just lends itself to that. Yeah. Breaking the now. Spinning newspaper is like. <laughs> just came through on the telegraph. <laughs> I love this. Uh, I just finished my coffee. <gasps> and I did have a margarita with lunch. So You're thriving. I had two cups of coffee, so I'm like, Mm-mm. but I've also had Dayquil, so I'm like, Ooh. oh, <laughs> it's a party time. It's like a slow mo party in my brain. <laughs> You're just like, Ooh. yeah, I'm vibing, but at yeah. a pace that I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so before we get to all of that, I want to yeah. lay some groundwork. Okay. So astral projection as a term was coined by the theosophists in the tw- 19th century. I almost said 12th. I don't know why. So theosophy yeah, is please. the... Because I was yeah, like, it's a, you okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not going to dig like... it's. So I really thought about like digging into theosophy. Yeah. But then there are so many like historic figures embroiled in it. And mm-hmm. I don't actually know how politically everything aligns. And I did not want to touch something that I wasn't going to handle responsibly. So we're not really going to talk about theosophy. (laughs) You said said so many words. Theosophy, (laughs) embroiled. I was Um, like, whoa. Whoa. (laughs) I liked it. I liked it. So the term was coined in the 19th century, but it existed as an idea in numerous religions for centuries. So we'll start off with some quick and dirty definitions, uh, primarily from Wikipedia. So... Direct quote. Love it. Astral projection, also known as astral travel, is a term used in esotericism to describe an intentional out-of-body experience, OBE, that assumes the existence of a subtle body, known as the astral body or a body of light, through which consciousness can function separately from the physical body and travel throughout the astral plane. Interesting. So if you are like me and there was a word in there that you were like, what? Uh, Esotericism. (laughs) Surprisingly, no. That was the one that I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so for anyone that is like me and was just like, I don't really know what esotericism is, uh, it really just refers to the umbrella category for, quote, a wide range of loosely related ideas and movements that developed within Western society. These ideas and currents are united since they are largely distinct from both Orthodox Judeo-Christian religion and Enlightenment rationalism. Thank you, Wikipedia. Love that. That's not the definition yeah. I really had in my head, but, it, you know, we got there in the end. Yeah. I was just like, there, yeah. you know, the spooky spiritual stuff. <laughs> No, you're right. Yeah, That's right. I was, I was like, yeah, like, yeah. So I was there. And yeah. I wasn't there. I say many words, you say few, we get to the same point. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So at this point, my original intention was to go down the list of belief systems or cultures where some variation of astral projection existed. Mm-hmm. But the more I dug into it, the more I found books written by white people about the religious beliefs and practices of indigenous folks, oh. which always makes me nervous. I was going to say, I was like, oh um, boy. <laughs> so I'm just, yeah. Some cultures follow an oral tradition. So encyclopedias of their knowledge and belief wouldn't be readily available online. And I didn't want to risk whitewashing or overly simplifying their belief system. Right. And especially like when they're already marginalized. Uh, so suffice to say, ooh, sentence. Suffice it to say that the idea of a spirit or part of the self traveling outside of the body or mind mm-hmm. is not unique to Western esotericism. Okay. 
Yeah. So it's not like everyone astral projects in every religion, but it's like there are ideas about like a segment of your consciousness or soul right, like or whatever. There's aspects yeah. of it in different cultures, mm-hmm. just maybe said yeah. differently. Okay. Yeah. I just, I never want to try to summarize someone else's religion or Fair. like spiritual beliefs. And I also don't want to say, um, it started with us. We're the first. We're very original. <laughs> so, we did this. We did it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so today's Nerd Corner will focus on astral projection as it was explained from the 19th century and onward. So I'm really limiting myself to a couple centuries here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the next foundation is the trope of astral projection and how it can be used. So... This is where I have a lengthy direct quote from tvtropes.org. Thank you, TV Tropes. So, astral projection, astral. Uh, I said it, and I was like, that was painful to me. I loved that. (laughs) Like, that took me out of my body. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm back. I'm back, and I'm better than ever. I don't have COVID anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Astral projection is a magic slash mystic practice which allows a character to detach either his soul or his conscious mind, the distinction is important, from his body and let it wander freely, either invisibly in the material plane or out in the spirit world. Characters who are astral projecting may use demonic possession to take over host bodies, though this doesn't necessarily allow them to pry into their mind. Most victims usually have no idea what happened afterward. Unfortunately, the freedom of the soul comes at the expense of the body, which usually lies in a convenient coma, utterly helpless and vulnerable to attack or neglect. In many cases, the body will die if the soul is separated from it for too long. Another danger is that, like a ghost, the soul-slash-mind might be unable to find its way back. This is especially risky if the astral projector loses the tether that connects them back to his body, or if another person moves their body while they're away. I have been auto-correcting some of these two gender-neutral terms, and Makes I'm realizing sense. that I'm, like, mixing it, because oh, no. it did everything as a he, and I was like, um, excuse me, more Anybody than can men project. can astral project. Anyone can. <laughs> Worst case scenario, another detached soul, or something even worse, takes up residence in the body and takes over the person's life while they are stuck outside their own body for good. End quote. Whew. So, some of those things might feel familiar. Have you ever seen Lock and Key? No. Oh, okay. Well, it's that show that's based on, I think, like uh, the book series. And there's like a key that they can use that basically takes them out of their body and they can be in the spirit world. But their mm-hmm. body's just like, boom, just like completely limp and <laughs> dead in the house. And every time I see it, I'm just like, oh, well, if anybody mm-hmm. wants to take your body, you're kind of fucked. <laughs> yep. Also, like, imagine the like muscle aches that you would get coming back from oh astral God. projecting. You're like, I was a weightless light body and now my knees hurt. Exactly. Like, what kind of bullshit is this? Yeah. Not just that, but like, what if someone's like, oh, I got to move their body. I got to be gentle. And they fucking drop you. And then you come back and you're like, why am I in so much pain? Yeah. It's like I got a big old goose egg here. And like, I don't know how that would happen. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry that you did something wrong and that I blamelessly was here watching you. Wasn't me, though. And didn't drop you. So let's get into the details of astral projection as a broad concept, not just in trope land. Yeah. So there's actually a need to differentiate a few different understandings of astral travel. Mm -hmm. So it might not actually be like distinct branches, but there are at the very least two different ways that the term astral projection or astral travel can be understood. Yeah. The primary difference is where the astral self goes. According to the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn and some theosophists, I know, I'm just like, okay. Whoa, whoa. 
fun. Uh, the astral self slash body of light travels to other worlds. Mm-hmm. It could be heavens, hells, astrological spheres, or other worlds. Love basically, it. everyone else basically everyone else used astral right. projection to refer to non physical travel around the physical world. Okay. And going back a second, what are astrological spheres? I do not know. I tried to Google it and then went down a I bit of a know. rabbit hole of <laughs> celestial and astronomical spheres, as well as the understanding of planetary spheres over time. Yeah. And I tried reading the source listed in that chunk in Wikipedia and could not find the term astrological sphere. So I gave up. I don't know what it means. It might not mean anything. <laughs> it might not mean anything. <laughs> it might have been a typo. Who's to say? But um, <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, theosophists were like, oh, my, bro- my brain stopped. It's okay. Uh, were like the astral self or the body of light travels mm-hmm. to other worlds like heavens, hells, spheres. Spheres. W- other worlds. Right. But then everyone else is like, no, astral projection is the non-physical travel around the physical world. So it's not like, oh. I went to one of the heavens. It's like, I went to Detroit. Yeah. Like, so I, I went downstairs. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I was upstairs. Um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Very also, impressive. I'm not going to derail us too much, but Kate, I need you to, okay, move just slightly. I, hold on. I don't have uh, my video. I don't see me. Give me a second. Oh, okay. Well, you have... Something on your screen is blue, and it's giving you the coolest. You oh have, like, God. dark blue glasses, and it looks like you're in the Matrix. So you're, like, reading stuff to me, and like you're like, this? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Can you see it? <laughs> yeah. That's how you've looked for, like, this whole time for me. And I'm like, damn, where's she at? What's she doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it's because I have blue light glasses, and so I think it, like, reflects the blues back. <laughs> and so it's... <laughs> really funny i was listening to you talk about this stuff but i was like she really knows what she's talking about i mean look at her like, <laughs> like maybe afterwards she'll hack the mainframe yeah, it There's looks no like way to you're know. about to like climb in <laughs> i'm like yeah you are <laughs> she hacked you. my dreams man i needed that yeah that's a confidence i just wanted right there. to let you know that you look thank you extra professional in this setting right now <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to like keep bebopping around to see where I catch the it's blue really light. really great. You're thriving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, we don't know what astrolog- astrological spheres yeah. are. Maybe no one does. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> later theosophists also used another term to help differentiate between the physical world versus non-physical mm-hmm. world types of journeying. They used etheric travel to refer to being out of body in the physical world while astral travel could contain some level of time fuckery. Um, This isn't a hard and fast rule, and other people have introduced other terms. For example, Robert Monroe refers to people and places that exist as the locale one Mm -hmm. or the here now. Uh, According to the Monroe Institute, locale two would be the astral plane, Uh, so things beyond our own physical existence. A different Robert, Robert Bruce... Use the term real time zone, RTZ, to capture the idea of a plane of existence right up against our own physical dimension level. Okay. Also, real time zone sounds like one of the cow zones that you could get at DP Doe. I was like, oh, like DP Doe. Uh huh. Okay. Um, so the RTZ was the non physical level that is closest to our plane. Mm-hmm. If we want to talk about like layers of planes, it can get hella complicated and entirely dependent on who you're talking to. Perfect. Uh, so Wikipedia, uh, quote, the astral environment may also be divided into levels or subplanes by theorists, but there are many different views in various traditions concerning the overall structural of the astral planes. Mm-hmm. They may include heavens and hells and other after death spheres, transcendent environments, or other less easily characterized states. Perfect. 
And I'm like, what are what a catch all of less those are the spheres we're not allowed to know about. (laughs) Yeah, no, those are the forbidden spheres, obviously. Yeah. Uh, So I was vaguely interested in what the Monroe Institute had to say about astral travel because I was like, why am I getting a definition about astral travel from an institute? So I was like, what are they? Yeah. Uh, So I pulled the following blurb from their site. Uh, quick note, their preferred nomenclature is OBE for out-of-body experience mm-hmm. or just OB to say out-of-body mm-hmm. travel. So they talk about OBEs and OB instead of astral travel. Right. Like that's kind of just how they talk about it. So, quote, out-of-body experiences provide information that teaches us about ourselves as multidimensional beings. The core of these experiences is self-awareness. They take us beyond the limited scope of our five physical senses and open us to the higher dimensional aspects of ourselves. There are numerous benefits to practicing consciousness outside of body. Nope, to practicing conscious out of body travel. William Bullman would. Oh. No, I I stopped being able to read italics. Hold on. Okay, I was <laughs> like voted. The best noted. Of us. Yeah, I'm like italics. No, thank you. Uh, William Bullman, noted expert on OB travel and mm-hmm. author of four enlightening books on the subject, notes some of these benefits. Personal verification of our immortality, a decreased fear of death, increased psychic abilities, a more expanded concept of self, and spontaneous healing. Wait. (laughs) Yeah. That took like a wild turn because it started with like, listen, you're going to be comfortable with that. You're going to feel okay. Yeah. And then you're going to (laughs) heal. Yep. (laughs) So I think we can safely say that Josh and Dalton did not reap these benefits from their astral travel. So, I mean, we don't know. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe Dalton is decreased like decreased fear of death, <laughs> spontaneous <laughs> healing. <laughs> I don't think it was like quite the like horizon broadening experience that some people might get. Yeah, because they landed in the further. Yeah, a nightmare realm for the souls and memories of the deceased. Bummer. So, if we were to place insidious mythology or lore within the broad mm-hmm. range of beliefs around astral projections. I'd say it contains elements of both. Yeah. Because Dalton can see his body when he's right. dreaming, but he can also walk fully into the further. So it feels like sometimes he just like dips his toes in a little or like your physical body's at the edge of the further or maybe your physical body's kind of like a single point in the vast realm of the further that's more of a portal than anything else. Right. So maybe it's like a tub drain and it, like it's oh, just I like see. one kind of spot. Right. Regardless. <laughs> There's out-of-body travel of some sort happening in Insidious. Yeah. Uh, But it's seen as more of a liability. It's not a way to expand your concept of self or gain a better understanding of the world. It's almost like your soul is a puppy that needs baby gates so you don't run out of the front door and into the road. No spontaneous healing here. No. (laughs) It's only an inconvenience. (laughs) Yeah, your soul is a feral thing that cannot be trusted. Obviously. (laughs) Uh, So this are you good yeah that just got me your soul is a feral thing that cannot be trusted (laughs) duh i had a nickel (laughs) right uh so this is where i find the connection between astral projection with possession Mm -hmm. it's very interesting so you have something that is ostensibly a freedom of movement but it's actually a vulnerability yeah so your ability to project your consciousness outside of your body is not something where it's like i can go anywhere it's like what could take place in my (laughs) like body with my shell like (laughs) What entity might invade. <laughs> yeah, it's so, not like a reading rainbow type deal. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, your body can be hijacked if your soul wiggles away in the astral plane for too long. So <laughs> tell me what movement souls do if not wiggling. No, you're so right. <laughs> they they <you>. wiggle. <laughs> they wiggle they real wiggle. good. <laughs> wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, 
I'm not saying that this is like a morality tale. Yeah. Uh, because ultimately, like the travel aspect is a plot point and not like a lesson. So mm-hmm. it's not like, remember, kids, it's not good to travel too far from your body. Like it, it's not like <laughs> it's not teaching us that. <laughs> no. Or at least if it's trying to, it's not really Mm-mm. excelling at being that. But no. the mythology. The mythology of the further isn't satisfied with just spirit travel. It says, nah, the whole horror fam is welcome and delivers possession as well. Yeah. And I love that tie together Mm -hmm. of these two things of like, you push the soul out of the body, but something else can come in. Yeah. And so it really trades off that like, wow, this is this theoretically amazing thing that Mm -hmm. you could be doing, but at what cost? Yeah, I know. And it can be twisted so brutally. Uh, so eventually I want to do a deep dive into possession films. So yeah. like bodily autonomy, That'll duplicity, be cool. trust. Because I thought about for this one, like where I land on possession films mm-hmm. and like my ability to watch them with like minimal emotional turmoil. Yeah. Uh, because I, when I was a kid, I could not watch movies where someone got in trouble or someone lied. So that route ruled out this. a lot of movies. <laughs> because I was too uncomfortable with someone lying. And so Sandlot was very, very hard for me to watch because there's a period of time where he is lying. And yes. I find that very difficult. And uh, <laughs> so there's this like duplicity or not when there's possession mm-hmm. because it's like, do you know that the person is possessed and like, what sort of gaslighting or these mm-hmm. other sorts of things happen when you're possessed. And so for me, the least stressful possession film is one where it is very clear right off the bat, that's not my husband. Something else is in there. Right. But when it's like murky and it's like, oh, maybe he's just kind of mean now. <laughs> like that one. <laughs> Bad day. Yeah. So it's like when Reagan is possessed, like, you know, she's spitting out pea soup. You're pretty sure that something else is in right. there. Right. But in the beginning, he's just being, like, an absolute dick. Yeah. So you don't really – she doesn't know. Anyway, right. I wanted to save, like, the bodily autonomy, possession, mm-hmm. trust, all of those things for a movie that was more wholly about possession. Right. But, yeah, so that's where I kind of landed on this. I don't have, like, super deep ties because I just kind of <laughs> wanted to be like, let's talk about astral projection. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. This, that was beautiful. Thank you. It also made me think of a very stupid meme <laughs> that I was like, oh, we should make that. <laughs> yes. You know that you know that thing where it's like, you're in her DMs, but I'm blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you're in her DMs. I'm astral projecting to her un- un- forbidden spheres. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time yes. I was like thinking about it, I was like, yeah, right. Okay, well, here's where I am. And you're just okay. like floating in an abyss. <laughs> That's incredible, and I love oh, it. It's so stupid. I was also oh. thinking, I was making a reel for something entirely unrelated, yeah. and I was thinking about the one that we talked about doing but haven't yet, which is how people running seances never give enough time for the ghost to respond. I know. And so it's like, what's your name? How old are you? Where were you born? And he's like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, they're like, how old are you? I guess they're not here. And it's yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Excuse me. Give them a second. I'm marshaling the spiritual energy to move the planchette. Like, give me a second. I'm (laughs) tired. So that's society. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, First, I have a question before I get to horror. Oh, Because Elmarie's sister pulled a U 
And oh. I need to know if you agree with this. <sighs> okay. We're watching the movie. And her sister goes, I love this main character guy. Like, he's so talented. It's so fun to see him in horror films. But I know he's really good at comedy as well. And in my head, I'm going, I don't know what comedy he's done. But, like, I don't know. Maybe she's a big Patrick Wilson fan. I don't know. And then she goes, honestly, it's just crazy that he's in Arrested Development. And I went, wait, do you think this is Will Arnett? <laughs> oh, I can see it. And I, was like, I can see it. And I was like, this is such a gay thing. Because in my head, I went, I think she's thinking of Will Arnett. And then she goes, oh, my God, is that? Um, this isn't Will Arnett. Okay, hold on. I'm looking at a side-by-side -side of them, and they are twins. That's what so... she literally goes, don't they look alike? And I was like, no, they do. But this, this like, <laughs> threatening look at them is so Kate right now <laughs> of being oh like, my look God. at them. <laughs> don't you understand? Yes. <laughs> I am so there right with her. Okay. And I was like, yeah. yes. It was just so funny because now every time he would do something scary, she'd be like, crazy that he's also on that show. Like <laughs> <laughs> So I just had to bring that up. Um, Thank you. I love that. But yeah, so I'm excited to talk about this movie. I'm ready. Yes. This was okay. an odd one. <laughs> yes. It I sure have, was. I have many a note. Um, and I got to watch it with two people, so that was interesting. In my notes, I started off, I was alone, and then when, when they got back is when I started watching it. So my first mm -hmm. note was just, here we go again, Insidious time. I don't even remember what I said for Insidious, but apparently it's it's time. Um, mm -hmm. I said, oh, wow, there's already like an exorcist, um, not mention, but like little ease, not Easter egg either. What's the like inspiration, mm -hmm. um, when they're walking up the stairs and it's that red light sort of thing. And I was like, oh, it kind of yeah. had the vibe. Yeah. I, I thought that homage. was really cool. An homage. That was it. Yeah. Um, and then I said, this woman is genuinely so much like the older woman. It's crazy. That's great casting. The throwback. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. No, I'm so sorry. You're right. Like the visual... Yeah. Absolutely. The voice dubbed over. Um, it's dubbed over? Yes, because I had a moment where I was like, that sounds exactly like old Elise. Like, there is no way that that's not her. That's and so, so I bad. stopped the film <laughs> and I looked it up. They dubbed over I'm because furious. her voice is so distinctive. Yeah. But she does look like her, too. She does look so like, like her. They cast that excellently, but you never hear that actress's actual voice. I'm so <laughs> mad. This whole time I was like, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. I will say, I will take it back instead of crazy great casting. I'll say it's fine. It's great. It's, yeah, fine. it's, it's good. good. It's fine. It's, it's okay. Um. This part made me laugh really hard, though, when they're having their moment and Carl, like, leans over to be like, it's something super evil. I was like, that's some subpar whispering because the yeah. other woman is standing directly in front of him. And he's like, hey, <laughs> the loudest <laughs> whisper I've ever heard. He's like, I've never seen anything worse. This is the worst place ever. They're all going to die. And then he's like, hey, Elaine, like <laughs> they're fucking doomed. <laughs> like, I know. And I was like, all right, Carl, maybe dial it back. Um... This is my note about the acting, and I don't know if you feel similarly, but this is how I feel. I said the acting in this is just a bit too overdramatic. Just mm -hmm. like a touch. Um, and I said, especially with the music. And weirdly, they oh, balanced yeah. each other out to where I didn't hate it. Yeah. It was like, the acting was just like, we let something in, and it would be so dramatic, but then it would be like, da-da! Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, every... Okay. <laughs> 
every time something dramatic would happen and there's like event, 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 you know that someone's going to be like, hold on, it's time for my lore drop. Yes. I'm going to explain everything you just saw and the purpose of something. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, girl, give us less, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like you did too much. <laughs> Go, girl, give us less. Oh, yeah. It literally was like every time something happened, they were like, we better explain this to the audience because they're babies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's like, murdering okay. because he wants his inner child back. Okay. And we were like, <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> but like the lighting and the music and everything, I was like, this is like a stage play or yeah. a soap opera. <laughs> like a horror soap of- opera. <laughs> red lighting i was like i remember these like stage gels and like setting these light cues i literally said the red lighting's kind of great i was like it stands out really cool with the cool and green tones on the walls and costumes but also there's a lot (laughs) there's a lot of it it's like it was kind of like there was a lot of it also in um not lighting but there was a lot of red symbolism in Mm -hmm. the sixth sense but it was yeah. like different things, you know, like this would be yeah. red, that would be red. Whereas this, they they just said, okay, throw as much yeah. red light as you can. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, there's a it. red window, there's a red door, there's a red gate, there's a red doorway. And then they're like, okay, and she will pass under this red light for approximately <laughs> half of the film. <laughs> it's going to be red. Red. <laughs> and uh, boy, was it. Um, yeah. I mean, and it balanced well with the green. Like they, it's weird. It's like they knew what they were doing. They made like a lot of the costumes green, and they made the walls green, obviously opposite colors. And they, I was, you know, good for them. But they didn't make anything other than like light or the most obvious things red. So it's like you could have done like little subtle nods of red, but instead yep. they said, no, no, no. <laughs> I want to make sure Mm-mm. the audience sees it. We yep. saw it. I'm okay. Yeah, it was uh, like Kate level of recognition where it's like you need to make it very colorful for me to notice it. So, <laughs> and here's even more. Like, also, this thing kept trying to steal the baby, but then that never really comes back. It's, it's like, like, I don't I'm I don't a, think you really want the baby that bad. I think no. you're just kind of being a dick. They're like, like, I'm going to get the baby. And then the baby's like, stop. <laughs> but also, <laughs> I said, the baby's room is so red. She's so doomed. <laughs> Yeah. But then they don't even do much with the baby. I'll get back to the baby's room. I also had a weird thing with it. I hated the baby's room layout. We'll talk about it because I had a thing where I went, what the fuck's happening in there? I don't know. And then I said, okay, I had to rewind this three times, Kate, because I thought thought my TV glitched, but this was an actual cut that happened in this film. And I went, are you serious? Do you remember when the two ghosty boys... Yeah. are in the house and they're like oh no sometimes it's it's so sad that she's dead even though like we know ghosts are real and then the yeah. reading room door opens right yeah and then they start to walk towards it it just like jump cuts from them walking to all of a sudden being at the door almost yeah. as if it's like a found footage film but it's not yeah so i was like what the fuck yeah. was that so in my head i went oh my internet is glitching let me go back and make sure that that's not before i roast them i want to make sure and then no it did it yeah. again and i went yeah more times and I went back yeah. again and it did it I went what the fuck yep I had like looked away to write my notes and I looked at it and it's like they're oh they're already there okay okay but then it does it again they jump cut uh. to them at the door and then it like jump cuts to them back at the end of the stairs and I was like what it's not and then I said two weird jump cuts why yeah what is the point of that it's so out of nowhere if you wanted to do a weird found footage thing you should have done it when they had their camera because they do that every now and then when yes. the two ghosty boys have their cameras Okay, that's fine. Then I'm like, okay, yeah. I, I see what you're trying to do. But it's not. Mm-mm. No consistency. <laughs> no consistency. Don't make me bring it back. Oh, boy, what oh, boy. What the fuck was that? <laughs> um, 
And then I said, red seems to be the color associated with the spirit realm. Crazy, right? Yep. Wild. Um, and I said, yeah, her room is completely red. Like the, the, the reading room. Like the whole room is red. And I'm like, yeah, because that's where she's closest to the spirit realm. I get it. I see what you're doing. We're all yeah. there. We're all there. And then I said, okay, now here's an embarrassing thing I have to say. This whole time, I thought that Elaine, I think. who? What's the name of the psychic? Uh, Elise. Elise. And the mom is Lorraine. Lorraine. Yeah. I thought she was an aunt. I thought Josh's uh. mom was like dead. And I thought Lorraine was like his sister or something. So uh, well, in she my, does look very young. She to does be look his young. Yeah. And in my notes, I just kept writing, the aunt is so dead. This aunt is not going to make it. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then I was like, I wonder why, how does she know Carl? Oh my God, she's possessed by Elise. And then I was like, oh no, that's the mom that met Carl in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah, I was so yeah. sly. I was like, oh my God, she knows Carl. That's because she's possessed by Elise right now. No, I was just so wrong. So a lot of my notes are going to be... Incredible. <laughs> Whoopsie. I just said the aunt is so dead. And then I said, I was wrong in more ways than one, Nikki. Um, <laughs> I said, the house looks great. Very lived in. So they will say that. I feel like the first one had that as well. It wasn't that noticeable, but... I yeah. Mean, you know, same vibe. I was like, I-, I get it. I like it. These baby toys are cursed. I hate it. I have notes about those toys. Do you? <laughs> oh yeah i hate them so much you hated them um let's see my chair is so squeaky i apologize to everybody (laughs) um so i started off with childhood corrupt with evil toys become scary the like dissonance of that Mm -hmm. but then i got over it really quickly uh let me find it Toddler walkers with lights and music are a menace to society (laughs) i put that in all caps they're annoying and then um, I thought that there were, I feel like I might have, oh, the big bad of the series could be the toddler walker and I'd be petrified. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did say baby toys are cursed and I said an armoire yep. is always evil as well. Yes. There's always an armoire that's evil. Yeah. And then- Arm weevil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Arm weevil. <laughs> Arm weevil. That was really good. I'm so sorry. Arm weevil. <laughs> oh, it came out so naturally. <laughs> Sometimes I th- say things with unearned confidence. <laughs> oh, you deserved that confidence. <laughs> also, while the baby was being like, or no, like, at some point someone wakes up and, and they're scared that somebody strangled something. I don't know. And then... <laughs> Mm-hmm. somebody that i was watching it with i think it was her sister goes there's probably the baby <laughs> I was like, you think the baby did it he was like the real evil was the baby all along and yeah then, yeah this is the note that made me laugh because elmery said something so ridiculous that i laughed for so long and i was like we have to like pause it yeah i was making fun of the baby's room because they bust into the baby's room right and it's all yeah. red and i'm trying to take notes and i'm like wow the baby's room is red because of this blah 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 and then I look, it like pans over and there's just like a full writing desk in the baby's yeah. room. Yeah. And I went, why the fuck is there a desk in there? And without even thinking, Elmer just goes, boss baby. <laughs> I laughed so Duh. hard. She was like, it's boss baby. And I was like, you're so Obviously. right. Yeah. Baby is so much business to do. Yeah. But why? Why was there just a full, because I'm like, I get it. I guess the wife is like a songwriter, but don't you have an office? <laughs> 
So this is something that I don't think I put together until much later, meaning right now. Yeah. Um. So good. <laughs> one of the things that I wasn't sure about because I couldn't remember aspects of the first movie. Mm-hmm. This is Lorraine's home because they originally. Yeah, that's why moved it's somewhere. his childhood home. Yeah, and they were like, yes. oh, this place is haunted as shit, so they moved. Right. Oh, no, it's actually us. It's haunted, whatever. Yep. They didn't go back to that home because it's closed for, like, police investigation. Right. You know, evil happened the death or whatever. And, okay. Yeah. yeah, so they are at Lorraine's. And so I was like, this place, like, first of all, the floor-to-ceiling wallpaper that goes two stories, that's just, like, intense. I was like, I think of the people that were putting that up. Uh, intense. And then you have a lot of, like, not exactly clutter, but it is like oh, more maximalist. That's why it looks and a little it's more because it's in. Lorraine's. Yeah. yeah, and so it's like a multi generational home, right? And so like you can kind of te- like see the discomfort with um, Renee, yeah, because it's like she's moving through a home that isn't the one that she like put together. And okay, created. and so the baby's room. I did not put this together until this exact moment. <laughs> looks so silly because it was just kind of retrofitted like it was like it's they moved not in a like, okay well room. we need to put the baby somewhere so i guess this writing room okay this makes so yeah. much more sense i mean the yeah. boss baby thing is way funnier but yeah like it yes. makes more sense yeah if okay. it couldn't be boss baby it has to be that you know <laughs> there has to be a reason and this is it yeah okay this this is i will let it slide now and that makes okay. sense and why it's so lived in and why it's so like okay yeah. all right all right right here here's my next note why the fuck does the hospital look so bad that they go to? Ugh, because, like, Lorraine worked there, right? They're acting like that was back in the 1800s. Yeah. And the hospital is, like, destroyed and overgrown and horrible. And I'm like, yeah. how long has it been closed? Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. What, Lorraine, how old are you? Yeah. Like, maybe this is, like, secretly a vampire story and she's, like, more ancient than we could That's what I said. I was like, what is she, like... <laughs> A million years old? She was like, I and remember this see- hospital. <laughs> She's got to remember the hospital. In the flashback, like, we know that it's relatively modern when it yeah. closed, like, before it closed. So it's like, how did it become this? I almost said disheveled, but that's not right. <laughs> like, yeah. how did it become this just bad? Oh. I don't derelict. have words anymore. I ran out of them. Derelict, yeah. Yeah, but like. I like that. Thank you. I just yeah. uh, was very confused. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it closed right after she left in the 70s yeah. or something and i guess but even then i'm like i don't imagine it'd be that bad but whatever i was I like let like it slide <laughs> yeah yeah maybe it's overgrown maybe it really is and then i just said old men are terrifying so they've got us on yes. both things children mm-hmm. you know babies and old men mm-hmm. i love oh we're yeah covering Absolutely. all our bases yeah um no stone unturned <laughs> Also, wait, I don't remember why I wrote this, but I said, what happened to ignore it? Question mark, question mark. Oh, when he was like, we should just ignore the ghosts. Like, don't bother them. And then immediately they're like, got to follow this music. And like, yeah, I'm like, OK, so we're not following that. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. I also wrote when the little girl turns around, little girl, and mm-hmm. she's like, don't, she'll make me kill you. I wrote, oh, a real pigtailed cutie. For now. Yeah. Because I didn't For know. Now. I was like, I don't know your deal. And I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. And then yeah. also, I was like, wow, they're really throwing it in her face. And I said, ah, red pillow, going to sleep in his gateway to the spirit realm. <laughs> Got yep. it. Yep. I see. Yep. Um, oh, I'll save that for my scariest moment, because that mm. got me, surprisingly. I also said, Carl isn't long for this world. Or is it the mom that will die? Oh, neither. 
<laughs> there was like a moment where I was in the hospital with the chandelier and I was yeah. so sure it was going to kill them. And then it, yeah. it just didn't. Um, I thought Carl would get smooshed saving the mom. Yeah, I thought for sure that was what was going to happen. And I thought that the sheets over the ghost was really creepy. Mm, um, I yeah. kind of wish that we had gotten a little more like done with it. Like if they yeah. had like moved a little more or done something. Um, but it was spooky. Like seeing yeah. so many. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's cool. Um, then I started to get a little confused. I said, what's with yeah. the guy in the dress? I was like, why is he in the dress? Like, <sighs> this is where I started to not understand. And I, yeah. I do now, obviously. Like, as it went on, I was like, I, I understand. But, like, yeah. it felt so, like, kind of random and unnecessary. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, what? <laughs> what is happening? Um, yeah. And then my last few notes are really just that I think Josh... Will Arnett, our sweet boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not actually Will Arnett, just so everyone knows. I uh, thought he was so fucking creepy at the end. Near the yeah. end. His acting surprised me. Because we've yeah. seen him in The he, Conjuring. Yeah. Pretty normal. Like, you know. Yeah. Okay. In this, he was unhinged. <laughs> and I thought when it was When he's talking to Carl about, mm-hmm. like, the dice, I'm like, oh, this is his moment where he just gets to go, like, balls to the walls acting. Hell yeah. And I thought it was great. I loved it. His creepy smile. Yeah. And how he kept it up while he was talking. I was like, he's good. When he was like, what's up? Roll the dice. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're a fucking weirdo. Yeah. So I thought that was great. I thought I thought that, well, while it was a little overdone, I, I like enjoyed it. Yeah. And watching it with other people was fun. So I can verify yeah. that like if you watch this with friends, it's kind of a blast because oh, okay. the cheesiness makes it like, oh, this is so great. Like, yeah. And they both don't like horror films. To, yeah. to, to like point that out they both hate them so they both were happy that this wasn't gory they were like i yeah. like that it's not that gory and i like that it was kind of cheesy because then they were like they were kind of creeped out you know yeah whereas you and i are like oh it's not scary they were like Ooh, you know yeah <laughs> so it's a good movie for people who don't really love horror but it's cheesy yeah. and in, in a way that's like oh i kind of like that so yeah. you know Eh. <laughs> those are my notes as i'm like it's a little yeah. overdone it's a little heavy-handed but i yeah. didn't hate it yeah so, i land in kind of the same spot okay yeah i'm excited to hear your yeah. notes because like okay i didn't know what you picked up and what i did since we watched it so differently yeah it's also going to be interesting to see i'm like what did i pick up um <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out okay uh so early on it's in like it, I was going to say the 80s, like, with confidence. Then I was like, no, 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 don't be confident about time. You're not good at that. Um, so it's when Josh is a kid, and yeah. it's, uh, like, young Elise, young mm-hmm. Lorraine, young Carl, whatever. And uh, Elise is going through the house, and, like, they're doing the warmer, colder oh, right. thing. And I was like, okay, actually, I like that. I like, it too. feels effective. Um, and she goes into the bedroom, and there's, like, under the bed, in the closet, there's also a fish tank. And I was like, okay, well, it's obviously in a big closet, but what if it was the fish if tank? I was, if it was the fish tank, I would have fucking laughed so hard. If he yeah. was like, hot, you're so hot. And she's got her hands in the tank. It's like, <laughs> like bubbling up. <laughs> Incredible. Anyway, so I spent a while thinking yeah, about what it would be like if the ghost, like, if their home was in the fish tank. Um, <sighs> I really, really liked the... Um, title sequence they're yeah. insidious with like the flickering light I thought that was cool uh and then i thought it was interesting that 
like right after the it flashes insidious mm-hmm. and then the next screen is chapter two yeah that was cool so it was a secondary element not a subtitle and i love that mm-hmm. because it feels like it's even stronger to like frame it as a continuation because it's not like a sequel it's part of the story that you just happen to receive in separate parts yeah and i thought that it was yeah it didn't feel like okay here's insidious one Mm -hmm. here's the sequel because it was like lucrative to do that it very much felt like this is just the next chapter in the book yeah and there just happened to be like a period of time where we you know weren't reading right so it felt like much more natural to have it as like same title, and then separate screen, chapter two. Right. Um, and then my note was, it's all insidious. It's our insidious. Uh, <laughs> our insidious. Our insidious. <laughs> um, I, okay. I was like, why did I call out Nikki in this? And then I remembered it was because of what one of your students said. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's like, imagery that creeps us out, pretty white women. Oh. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Oh, God, that's accurate. Yeah. Um, so then childhood corrupted toys, whatever. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. one of the, the like, camera effects or, like, whatever, I don't really – I'm really good at, like, the technical jargon. That's, like, really Love where it. I excel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when – uh, Renee is mm-hmm. being okay. So first of all, the names are too s- similar. That's why um, I was getting so confused. I was like, who's Renee and who's Elise? Who's this? And who's Renee, <laughs> like, Renee is spelled the silliest way possible, and it, it makes is, me mad. It is. Um, I get like I watch with subtitles, and so it does make me actively angry yep. to see how they spell her name. And then it's Renee, Lorraine, and Elise, and yep. so Elaine makes total sense to like kind of put yes. those names together because it's Elise, Lorraine, and Elaine. I kept trying to be like Elaine, and then I was like, "There's no Elaine. Elaine? It's Lorraine." <laughs> yeah. And also, um, because Renee is spelled R-E-N-A-I, a very silly way to spell it, my phone kept autocorrecting it to Renaissance. <laughs> so every now and then, I have sentences about Renaissance. So we'll That's get to it. Maybe it'll come up. Yeah, it's her name. It, Renee short for Renaissance. Renaissance. Yeah. Bike is short for Michael. <laughs> you know. Rat short for Matthew. You all know it. Those are my favorite jokes. I love them. Rat okay. short for Matthew. Yeah. Uh, so when Renee is being uh, interrogated mm-hmm. slash interviewed slash you know, questioned you know. uh, by the cop, it starts off like way far away, like yeah. way zoomed out. And it's like darkness and kind of like a low lit or like lit with kind of like a single light source in right. that room and you slowly get closer. And so it had like this sense of unreality. And to me, that really tied to the trauma response that she like – she had just witnessed several horrific things back to back. Right. No time to breathe. But also, like, it made it seem like it was in the further. And so, like, it was both, like, trauma, unreality, and then, like, the supernatural unreality. <laughs> and I thought that was great. That was cool. So, Love a Recap made stylish, mm-hmm. where they uh, tie in a lot to the previous film. Yeah. Like, the last, like, 15 minutes. I did actually go back. And watch the last 10 minutes because I couldn't remember what oh, Elise yeah. took a picture of. And right. uh, going back to that was very helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the zooms in this film are banana pants. They're because wild. it'll be like, zoom on this. And I'm just like, okay. Like, at least I know where you want me to focus. They take you for a ride. Like, they zoom. do. Dude, <laughs> like, oh, okay. is it... Is it called 4DX where you sit in a seat that like moves and shifts and stuff? Oh, I think that is it. Something Wouldn't like that. Wouldn't this be a wild film to see that way? That would be insane. Motion sick. I would get motion sick. Yeah, I'd vomit. <laughs> like, sorry, yeah. I can't do it. No, no, thank you. 
Um, every house needs a single sinister red window. It's just not complete without it. <laughs> it's like a beautiful window, but I'm always it's like beautiful. Right, right on the stairs leads to the baby room. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Renaissance says it's starting again, and he's like, "Let's just be normal." <laughs> he's like, "Why don't we just stop? <laughs> yeah, what if we didn't deal with that. What if we like, just didn't do it? Okay." <laughs> yeah. Uh, I noted colors and I said red gate illuminated by lanterns. Lots mm-hmm, of red in this mm-hmm. year film. I was feeling pretty proud. Love that. Um, Hubby has to make it clear again exactly what he thinks happened. I didn't do the murder. I was being very brave and something followed me and definitely did the strangling. That was also not me. <laughs> and it was just like the way that he talked about it was just so very much like I would never. He's like, do you think I did it? And she's like, no. And he was like, well, I definitely didn't murder anyone. <laughs> I was saving our son. The way she says something no is else. so not convincing, yeah. too, which is no. hilarious. Because he's fighting for his life in the yep. worst way. And she's like, yeah. what? No. <laughs> Me? And she pauses for so long. Do you think I did it? And she's like, uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, then camera movement. Interesting renaissance it's old scamp. The person doing yeah. the camera movement is probably exhausted. Like, oh my god, yeah, lots of dramatic zooms, some shaky cams, and like POV stuff. Like, it just had a, it had a lot. They had a lot going on there. They threw everything um, at it, and it all stuck, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and this may be something that we talked about mm-hmm. when we did the first Insidious. I don't remember, but would you believe that there are at least two Australian folks in this film? <laughs> I can believe that. I could be convinced. It's the, uh, it's the ghost friends, Specs and Tucker. Okay. Because they say Hunter Ninja Bear, but they say like Hunter Ninja Bear. Like they say it like the R, what I actually said was the R didn't have enough oomph on Hunter it Ninja in Bear. R, Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. So like when they said Hunter, I was like, oh, they're Australian. Like they <laughs> yeah, just absolutely are. an Australian <laughs> so fucking fast. Man. Uh, so I had to pause it to Google it to of make course. sure I was right. And I was. You were, you were. Um, my thing about toddler walkers. Um, exit pursued by Lorraine, <laughs> the cousin to exit pursued by Bear. <laughs> pursued by Lorraine. Uh, pursued by Lorraine. Um, and then Josh just like shutting it down. Like you didn't see anything here because if nothing's like, because if you did, it would scare my family. My family doesn't need to be that. You didn't see anything because denial is easier for me personally, considering I'm like possessed and stuff. So we're all <laughs> going to deny. That's his favorite. Um, Oh, it's his favorite. Yeah. And. Oh, okay. I realized that there is a long segment that I just didn't copy my notes over because like I don't always have great things to say. (laughs) And so I was like, when did Lorraine, when was this her vibe? Because it was Lorraine's like, yeah, my son's a goober and something is wrong. And so that's when she's telling uh, Renaissance (laughs) that they have to get out because like her son is not her son right now. Right. Um woman in white just chilling out in the daytime beckons her to follow the the slap that the ghost lady delivers intense when that happened Um, elmery cackled louder than i've ever heard it it, she slapped him and she went (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh my god (laughs) oh and then carl has the letter dice was like that is the most challenging game of yahtzee (laughs) i know i know you could not get a full house we all shouted yahtzee we had to Oh, absolutely. Um, the Think about the people who had to put in that multi-story wallpaper. That very patterned <laughs> forward wallpaper. wallpaper. Having to match uh, it up. Oof. Oh, God, no. Uh-uh. Uh, 
even just putting one on there because it has to be perfectly straight mm-hmm. because everything goes from like it just stresses me out to think about it i i, I could not uh-uh. uh so then i'm going to share some dialogue so you understand yes. my comment on this so Pumped. you don't know that song no i don't it's my song the song i wrote for you that's not the song we should be worried about. There's someone in this house. And I was like, wow. Is he a cis man or is he possessed? No way to know with the current evidence. Literally, I was like, oh, that's just a guy. That's just that's a guy. To worry about right now. I would know that yeah. song, but that's not the problem. Yeah. <laughs> You're being ridiculous. And then he gets a bat and goes in search of something to hit. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, Tucker had a dollhouse. I love people with good gender neutral taste. I love that. Yeah. Uh, the horses have opinions. That's when they all start rocking at the same time. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, when the like ghost child is like, you can't be in here. If she sees you, she'll make me kill you. And they mm-hmm. nod like that's a very sensible, yeah. reasonable thing. And they hightail uh, it out. Yes. And I'm like, they're like, yep, yep, absolutely. Bye. And I love that. I love that. Um, and then, so the Dalton is calling his brother or like he and his brother have those can phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Dalton is the only one awake and it, something like someone said something about can phone or something. I was like, you used to call me on my can, can phone. phone. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I couldn't escape it. Oh, God. Uh, the kids got a big closet. Like that's a hefty, huge closet. Hefty closet. Um, then this is when they're in Parker's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, they move the bookshelf. The smell worsens. There is gagging. Um. <laughs> Uh, I had a moment where, remember in the previous, I think it was this film, where it was either this or One of the Conjurings or Annabelle. Yeah. One of those, like Annabelle's or Annabelle, um, where they leave the fucking door open. It's like, why is the door oh open? God, I know. And this explained it. And I was like, that's the door left ajar. And I was just We were like, so wow. mad. And I love that we got yeah. an answer for that. Because I remember specifically seeing it and going, Kate's going to be so happy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thank you. You get it. I just, in like, all finally caps, like, there was, was a reason. <laughs> that was my moment. Uh, okay. When you can't count on Tucker and Specs, you can at least count on your future self in the further. <laughs> so, I can always count on me. <laughs> on me, yeah. Uh, and then Elise was like, yeah, okay, go back a little further, babe. You'll show you the way. <laughs> like, okay. I love when she goes, that's what that was about. And I was like, yeah, yeah girl. She's Love like it. thrilled to unravel that little mystery. She's just like, oh, it's more fun than crosswords. <laughs> she loves it. She loves it. And like, he whipped that kettle at her. Like the way he throws that kettle. We all laughed. He was like, Whoosh, and we all just were like, what? what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it killed us. Uh, Dalton volunteers to take a nap and go father hunting. Love it. Uh, and then everyone is just like wailing on people with toys and like just like the way you hit him with like a wooden toy horse, just like intense. Yeah. Um, and then one of the last lines in the movie, well, one of the, in one of the last scenes is, right. are you ready? And I was just like, are you ready? Are you ready? So <laughs> those are my notes. <laughs> those are gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> I just, it was hard not to like it only because I was having a blast watching with other people. It yeah. was just so funny. Like this movie is... I don't know. I don't find it scary, but I do find no. it entertaining. I want to watch it with people because mm-hmm. watching it alone was just kind of like, okay, well, this is more of the same. Yeah. And like, I find, I find it interesting. Right. Excuse me. But like not compelling narratively. Yeah. That's but the thing. I, I want to watch it with people because I, oh my gosh, sorry. So many hiccups. I, I feel it. like it would be really fun to watch with people. I yeah. didn't get that experience. So I'll have to just watch it again, I guess. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. 
like you said, I think that it has some good moments of like cool effects. It has it yeah. has all these cool little things, but when you put it all together, it still doesn't make like the coolest movie ever. Nah. Mostly because the narrative is just not that strong. Yeah. Um but when you watch it with people, you're kind of like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. Like, it's kind of funny. Yeah. You start to enjoy the, like, the kettle being thrown and, like, yeah. the baby. Yeah. Like, it's just, some of it's just so funny with other people yeah. that you're like, I can let it slide that I have no idea what the fuck is happening and it doesn't make yeah. sense. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. So, yeah, I still liked it. Um, oh, is it time for Scariest Moment? It is, yes. Okay. I have mine. Did you think we were about to rate it? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, I'm not prepared for that. Um, Amazing. Oh, yeah, I've got mine. mine. Okay, you go first. Okay. Uh, mine was when they are i think it's the boys one of the sons i think and Mm -hmm. it's all the dead people whatever and then that one girl Uh, runs out of the closet yeah um and just kind of stands in the corner it creeped me out because it reminded me of the sixth sense when kira i think her name is kira runs out and she goes to the tent and then the Mm -hmm. tent falls around her um it reminded me of like someone who's not there to hurt you but you don't really know that so like just them being there is scary like just the fact they're not supposed to be and it's the fact that there is something that they're scared of and you're scared of them and there's like another layer to it yeah so that got me i was just like like i don't know she ran out and just stood there and i was like what's your deal (laughs) nesting doll of frights (laughs) yeah i was like i need to know (laughs) yeah yeah okay so my scariest moment is actually from that scene oh um yeah, and it's when you're waiting for something to pop out of the closet. Yeah. Because, like, the uh, can phone mm-hmm. cord is, like, taut, and you're like, is something going to leap out of the closet? It's, like, wide open. Like, something's going to come out. I'm just like, I know what they're doing, and then she pops. <laughs> like, whatever. <I'm laughs> but, like, that tension. I love it. I- I'm more of a pop, and you're a pre-pop, and that's okay. I'm a pre-pop, yeah. <laughs> I'm, more I'm definitely a pre-pop. Pre-pop <laughs> Tag yourself. Are you a pop or a pre-pop? <laughs> And of course, obligatory pre-pop can still get you pregnant. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Perfect. Woo. I hate that I do that, but you there isn't a it. choice. So you gotta do it. Gotta get it out. <laughs> it's otherwise it rattles around in my soul. So you like, gotta just let it escape. Yes. Oh. Are you ready for trolls? So ready. Okay. So uh, the first one, mm-hmm. astral projection. What? I feel like we might have talked about it. We may have talked about uh, it. Might have audible sharpness so mm-hmm. he pulls the knife is like shing it's just like the <laughs> from the shing, shing. Halloween <laughs> I love it so much I love it uh, okay this next trope mm-hmm. is really satisfying for me because I actually know the like source for the name oh and it's Big Damn Heroes okay and it's named after a moment in Firefly one of my favorite favorite oh. trolls uh, and let me actually pull it up because I have like kind of the approximation of the quote in my yeah. head but it's not one of those things that I want to fuck up, you know? Right. Um, okay. So Mal and Zoe are talking. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Firefly? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, look at this. It appears we got here just in the nick of time. What does that make us? Big damn heroes, sir. Ain't we just. <laughs> Ain't so we big just. damn heroes. Ain't we just. Uh, and I love the way that Zoe delivers lines with like deadpan, like mm-hmm. big damn heroes, sir. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. <laughs> So anyway, Big Damn Heroes is someone that shows up like just in the nick of time mm-hmm. and uh, like saves you from the thing that was like, right. impending doom. So it's Elise several mm-hmm. times Multiple. when she like runs and she's like, go to hell. And so like that's uh, the first movie where they actually save the baby from one of the people. I don't yeah. remember this like 
um that baby's always in danger (laughs) baby's always in danger okay god got a lot to do it's hard being a boss baby i guess but like a boss baby it's hard being a boss baby um yeah so elise is a big damn hero several times and then i know that i wasn't sick when i wrote this but it feels kind of like a fever dream (laughs) um and it's just like kind of a nesting doll of nerd jokes good and so big good is the trope Mm -hmm. and that one's just kind of like this person is like the force of good and like they like it ties in kind of to big damn heroes but what i really did was i had a moment where i was like what if i write elisa elisa oh my gosh elise as jesus in purgatory because it's like allegory for jesus in purgatory (laughs) is like the i looked too far into it type way of like talking about a film and i was like what if elise is jesus in purgatory and i was like you've gone too far you're stoned as hell you're so high right now but like (laughs) listen and it's like when i watched this i had like a nice little cup of tea like that's (laughs) that was the extent (laughs) oh anyway uh grand theft me so that's when someone's body is being stolen uh, my body yeah (laughs) immediate sequel so i thought it was very interesting that we did that with halloween 2 and Mm -hmm. this one they got me on this one too that was my last note that i didn't say it was like fuck they got me because i want to know so bad yeah (laughs) yeah uh in the blood so this Mm -hmm. is when um traits are like passed down right. genetically but it's like more than like these are your phenotypical and genotypical traits it's like <laughs> you are bold just like your mother was you know <laughs> so it's like uh, dalton can astral project because josh could astral, astral project. project just like your father oh <laughs> <So sweet. laughs> yes uh jump scare mm-hmm. of course uh a minor kid introduction so this is when quote a work starts with a brief scene of the protagonist as a child oh okay <clears throat> then this trope is better when read, like, visually, yeah. but my name is, but name is spelled N-A-Y-M-E. <laughs> so, it's like, and yeah, it's fucking like Renee. It. It's Renee. It's Renee. Um, <laughs> and then once more with clarity. So mm-hmm. that's when we rewatch some of the scenes. Yeah. And we're like, oh, adult Josh in the further is with kid Josh pointing that. So, okay. I see. <laughs> um. Out of character alert. So this is, uh, quote, an out of character action or statement serves to let others know that something is not right. Right. So uh, this is, in theory, when Josh is acting very out of character mm-hmm. and, um, or like he doesn't recognize the song or his mother's like, that's not my son Many in Many things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know, Jerry's still out. It could just be him being kind of a it's dick. just kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, plucky comic relief. Oh, you Sorry, I muted myself on accident I like, when I was happened? trying to scroll. I don't know. <laughs> just gone. <laughs> don't ask me. Like, I'm in control of my own tech. Okay. I'm me. <laughs> Couldn't be I. Um, plucky comic relief. Mm-hmm. So that's the duo. The boys. Uh, the boys. Poke in the third eye. So that's when, like, you're psychically, like, hit with a tea kettle, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so they do it to Elaine sometimes, I think. Yeah. Possession burnout. So when you're really burning through the body that you're riding. Right. Um, yeah. Scare cord. We definitely got oh, that. Oh, God. So many times. So <laughs> many. Like, <laughs> Joseph Bashara went hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. We have a sequel hook. Yeah. Obviously. Yep, yep. Uh, simple solutions won't work. So this is like, we can't just move because it's not <laughs> the house. It's us. We, I'm our souls are haunted. Again. Bye. <laughs> 
Um, let's see. Stable time loop. Mm-hmm. Trapped on the astral plane. So that's like when you can't get back to your body. Right. And then my favorite one, uh, which is actually, I don't know if it's subverted mm-hmm. or if it's like zigzagged. It's played with in some way. Yeah. Supernatural proof father. Because... <laughs> It's not that he is actually unwilling to believe. It's that he's trying to be like possessed. Me, oh. <laughs> ghost? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not Shush. in my good suburban neighborhood. <laughs> in this economy, <laughs> no. <laughs> so those are my trails. Oh, good. Oh my god. I. I'm trying. To, we said so many things, and I'm like, oh god, how do we rate it? I hate when we say good things and yeah. then we can't. Go back and be like, what did he say? I only wrote down one, but I know there were several. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, there were many's. Many's? uh, Many's. There are many's. What? (laughs) I just kind of look around. Yeah. Um, Arm weevil. Arm weevils. That was the one I was trying to think. (laughs) Okay. I don't even want to think of anything else. It's arm weevils. (laughs) That was it. I was like, you said something so funny and it was arm weevils. Um... I've had mine. I've been ready okay. for this. Okay. I think I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Can okay. Yeah. Okay. I was between these. Yeah. Okay. My only reason is just because of the plot. Yeah. And I didn't know if yours was similar. Yes, it is. Okay. Do you want me to go first? I guess I started. I'm so sorry. Yeah, go first. <laughs> yeah. No, do it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I was saying, I give it two and a half arm weevils because... Mm-hmm. I thought that it was, like, fun. I had a good time yeah. watching it with people. But if I was, like, like you and I was watching it by myself trying to, like, genuinely just take notes from it, I think I would have noticed that the plot is so fucking confusing and weird and convoluted yeah, yeah. that I would have been a little more um, not having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was just weird. It, there's just – it's so yeah. unnecessary for some of it. And you're like, okay, what? <laughs> what? So the fact that it is so confusing and weird and unnecessary, it takes away from it being scary. Yeah. And then the acting being a little overdramatic and then the music already kind of takes away the scares. So the movie's not really scary, I would say. I mean, maybe. I I also watch a lot of horror films, so it's hard to say. Yeah. But I just was like, eh, I just, it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) I had had fun, but you know, two and a half arm weevils for me. Yeah. Uh, I also gave it two and a half arm Mm -hmm. weevils because it, like entertaining like it's not like i didn't turn it off and think oh my god i wasted like a tight 90 of my life right um (laughs) (laughs) and so it was just kind of like i feel like it could have been more yeah and i just felt like it was more of a repeat of the first film very much so but with like a little bit of a twist it was kind of like a remix but it didn't really feel like it was adding to the lore in a substantive way Mm-mm. and it just narratively wasn't strong no it feels like there were a lot of plot holes just waiting to be pointed out <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, uh yeah yeah it had it had fun stuff there were yeah. technical oh, absolutely. parts that we did like yeah but they just didn't all together Doing, form one yeah. good movie <laughs> they just formed like, yeah. one good piece where you're like oh that part was cool yeah <laughs> i like really enjoyed some of the camera movement yeah. it was like bananas sometimes like it, it was a lot sometimes i liked it like i found it yeah. entertaining it just wasn't to me super strong no um and then i also felt some type of way about having the antagonist be someone that like we talk about 
ableism and the mm-hmm. way it's like, okay, this person has like has been struggling with some sort of mental illness and that equals violence. Yeah. That- and it felt like it veered dangerously close to it because they, I think, tried to make it clear like he doesn't want to kill his mother's making him. Right. But I don't know if it was clear enough. That's- and then there was also like Sorry, I'm cutting you off. No, no, no. You're right. I was just saying, like, that's what I would kept feeling is I was like, they're making yeah. mom do it. But at the same time, I was like, he's doing it. So I don't know. Yeah. And then it, there were a few times where I was just confused because, like, for anyone that hasn't seen it, the mother is refusing to recognize the gender identity of her child. Yeah. Like, he is, like, was born, like, in what we are led to believe, assigned male at birth, and he identifies as a boy. And she wanted a daughter, and she tries to force him to act, dress, identify that way, tells him that his name isn't his name. Right. And so the experience of the child, regardless of, like, however assigned at birth, like, regardless of that, he is saying, like, I don't identify with this. And she's like, but I want you to. And so that's a problem. Yeah. Um, And it's traumatizing. But I also don't think that – I feel like it has to be handled very responsibly – when we're talking yeah. about like that sort of emotional trauma and how it like oh he's now a mass murderer like he yeah, killed all these people like, and I and I know that this is like we always talk about like the aged badly I'm like you can't really say that because it was bad at the time no but yeah. again like it was made in 2013 and it wasn't good then but even no. I think worse now like yeah we're like, in an even worse spot but well I don't know if we're in a worse spot we're not in a good spot with trans rights <laughs> right like yeah so, so yeah uh I had some issues with that and then I was also just confused yeah it was because at one point I was like okay well Parker is inside of Josh but every now and then it felt like they were talking to the mother like the mother was inside Josh I and I was like, is it supposed to be that Parker has so, like, assumed the identity of the mother? I just got very confused. Yeah. I was like, who is inside Josh? And also, I was like, did we ever really get clarification why the mom wants everyone dead? No. Like, why is she killing people? Did we ever find out why Parker is, like, a murderer? Really? No. They're just kind of like, like, we knew the mom sucked. We knew that the mom yeah. was like, you can't be a boy. Like, blah, blah, blah. I get it. I get yeah. it. Uh, that part yeah. was clear. But why was it like, oh, if she finds you, I have to kill you? Why? Why? Why does she want everyone dead? I yeah. don't and get it. <laughs> it was one of those things that they told us, but there wasn't any narrative behind it. Yeah, exactly. They just said like, oh, his mother made him kill people. Why? 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 I want... I why? don't get it. I was <laughs> what like, do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Guys. So yeah, like a good time. It was, you know, like I had a, a fun time making fun of it and having a blast. But also the whole time I was watching it, I was like, I don't understand what the fuck is happening no no so i got like i found parts of it enjoyable engaging i didn't think the narrative was that strong i i just want people to handle like issues with like not issues but anytime that you're going to say like someone is violent and then give them a marginalized identity or like explore that i hate when it's not i just gotta be i feel like it has to be done so yeah, be respectful and careful and intentional. Yeah. And I don't like the narratives where it's like, well, this person was traumatized and so now they're a murderer. And also they're traumatized because like they're stigmatized in society because of something that people are still stigmatized and punished and killed for. Like violence against trans people is absolutely 
like wild. Yeah. And so to me, like, I it just I don't know. I get very anxious. It was like, yeah, it just kind of felt like a random choice they made where they were like, yeah. all right, so why is he evil? And they threw a dart at a thing and went, yeah. all right, got it. There it is. <laughs> like, it didn't feel and like they actually, I don't know, thought behind and it. it. This is like entirely just opinion based. I don't know anything about the director, like the right. writers. Like, I don't know what they were thinking, but it felt like when they were doing the first movie, they were like, what would make this person even scarier? Oh, if you could tell that it was a man wearing makeup, like that yeah. would make it even more frightening. And so it felt very much like, like man in a dress joke, right. which is like a transphobic joke. It's like, oh, and okay. So <laughs> it felt like it was built off that foundation instead of like a kinder, like seeing the humanity in people. Yeah. It felt more like it was built off this, like, oh, it's extra creepy because it's, like, wrong in this way. And I'm just like, ooh. And also, it was just kind of, like, a weird, like, instead of taking a straight path to what could have been scary, they did this weird curvy thing yeah. to get there. And I'm like, you could have just been like, yeah, it's a scary woman in a black dress. And I would have been like, yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. yeah, that's scary. <laughs> and they were like, but instead, we're going to take this curvy long way around yeah. and get here. And I went, Okay. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. unnecessary <laughs> I don't care yeah and I think we've already established that like pretty white women very scary very scary so yeah. scary <laughs> you so scary there and I would have been like oh got me oh, boy. <laughs> like there you go <laughs> so that's, so that's what a, five yeah a total of five yeah. armoodles yeah. yeah so okay yeah. that wraps up our discussion of insidious chapter two yep yeah so if you enjoyed your time with us we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on apple podcasts it really does help other people find our show. And we also really love reading what you I, say. I think it'll cure my COVID. <laughs> if I read one yeah. more good review, I think I'm going to yeah. be free. Like Tinkerbell yeah. when you clap. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> just like that. Incredible. I love it. Thanks. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Just Cool With It. And we'll post the movie for the week. No context quotes, that sort of thing. Um, our extended show notes are on our website, justgoalwithapod.com. About the first half of the episodes are on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you could even take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash justgoalwithit. We pumpkin panicked. We pumpkin um, panicked. And we thought that we would finish. So we played Pumpkin Panic for the horror game stream. <laughs> and we even bought a second game because we thought we would beat it so quickly that we would need a second game. We did not beat it. We were like, oh my God, what if it takes like 20 minutes? And then yeah. and two hours later, we were like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah it's like all i can think about (laughs) we didn't finish it and i'm just like i can beat it i can do it mom really thought we had it yeah we we did so anyway that was a patron thing which is why i mentioned it now that was our yeah so i'd like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons uh kim kelly kneehart rachel kelsey sula tim beth katie morgan brady kenny janice brian jess ada dalton andrew and olivia The intro and outro music was created by Anthony Roccozella. The cover art is by our very own Nikki Solomon. Kate, I left my body an hour and a half ago. Oh, my God. To a ghost. (laughs) What has taken possession of your body in that time? (laughs) One of the cats. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just the COVID now. You're just the COVID. You're not talking to Nikki. (laughs) No. <laughs> Why I'm so seepy. You're seepy. I'm eepy. <laughs> oh, I can't stop it. Your face yeah. is blocking it, so I couldn't. <laughs> okay, I stopped crying. <laughs>
okay, girl, give us less, I guess.